Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I am Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This show is brought to you by the CCIM Summit 5, uh, the summit. This is going to be in Atlanta, September 28th to September 30th. I'm going to give you a website to check it out, but it's three days of networking, learning, and investing. It's the global summit. You got to check it out. The uh, website is c5summit.realestate, c5summit.com. Dot real estate. Well, we have an interesting show for you today. You know, they say a lot of times it's not what you make, it's what you take, it's what you bring home, right? And there's a lot of tax incentives out there. There's tax credits uh, for developers, for property owners, if you're renovating or own properties, and, and we want to know about them and if we advise them or we are uh, investors and developers ourselves. Well, please welcome my guests. We have Debbie Rodkin and Brian Coddington there with Source advisors is joining us here in studio one uh, debbie brian thanks for seeing us and being in studio we're happy to be here well great well first of all uh you know they uh, there's a lot of incentives out there uh one of those is for energy incentives right and that seems like it's more one of the recent ones right uh tell us tell us about that there's actually two different mm -hmm. tax incentives. One is a tax deduction. It's called 179D. And the other is called 45L, which is a tax credit. So why don't I tell you a little bit about 179D? Ryan can tell you a little bit about 45L. And we can talk about how it affects real estate owners and investors and, and designers as well. I like credits. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the deductions first. Okay. 179D, D for deduction. Um, it has changed over the years. It started in 2006, and it was to incentivize developers of and folks who renovate properties. So if you built or renovated properties to be energy efficient with regards to lighting, HVAC, building envelope, meaning roofing, insulation, doors, windows, you might be able to get up to $1.80 per square foot of tax deductions. That was from 2006 to 21. In 2022, that increased to $1.88. And this year, it's at $5. So for the next 10 years, if you are developing or renovating properties that meet these specific energy requirements, you might be eligible for up to $5 of additional deductions. In your first year? In the first year. Okay. Exactly. Nice. And um, this is for commercial and for residential properties. Now, there are some qualifiers for commercial buildings, mostly any size property is eligible. Probably before this year, it'd be good if it was 20,000 square feet or larger. Starting this year, because it's up to $5 per square foot, it could actually be a smaller property. Maybe as low as 10,000 square feet can still benefit. Um, want to point out that while all commercial properties are eligible, residential properties must be four stories or taller to receive the 179D deductions, which is going to be a little different than the tax credits that Brian's going to talk about. Um, again, back to the deductions. If you are the primary designer, say an architect, and you designed between 2019 and 2022 for a government space, you might be able to get that incentive for your own firm, the $1.80 or $1.88 per square foot, because 
government buildings don't pay taxes. Mm. Now, starting this year, again, it's up to $5. And not only is it for government spaces, it's also for nonprofits. Oh, nice. So for the first time, nonprofits, uh, our design, primary designers are able to get the benefit from designing a nonprofit space as well. Bottom line, there's a lot of incentives. It can be up to $5 per square foot. You can go back to 2006. You don't have to amend returns. And if you're not sure, because this is a lot of information to throw out, just know savings is real. Now, I brought some numbers with me just to give you an idea. So let's say we have an 800,000 square foot mixed use development. And this was built in 2022 at a dollar, I'm sorry, let's say this is built in 2021 at $1.80 per square foot of tax savings, they'll get a $1.44 million, $1.4 million of deductions times 40%. That's $576,000 of savings. Wow. Now, for that same building was built in 2023, $5 for deduction, per square foot deductions. That's $4 million in deductions at 40%, $1.6 million of tax savings. That's amazing. It's and, amazing. And especially with today's high cost of interest rates and construction costs, what a good time to be considering this in your, in your, even in your pro forma if you're looking to build now, right? Exactly. If you're building now, we always recommend, if whenever possible, let us know so we can talk to the primary designers and the developers about what your plans are to make sure that it's energy efficient from again, these 45L or 179D deduction perspectives. Uh, maybe there's a cost segregation angle as well that again, if we are brought in into the picture early enough, we can make slight little suggestions for changes that could make and have a very big tax impact. Yeah. And we haven't talked about cost ag yet today, but I'm sure we'll get there later. Right, right. All right. And what's the other the one tax credit? The ones I like. Well, <clears throat> tax credits are much easier to talk about than deductions mm -hmm. because instead of having to figure about what your tax rate is, yeah. it's dollar for dollar reductions in taxes. So 45L started at the same time. And it is the residential counterpart to 179D. So when I say residential, it actually covers a lot of stuff that you may not think about. Now, there's one that we don't really deal with often that's for energy efficient mobile homes. Mm -hmm. But there are also track housing is a good opportunity. Multifamily apartment developments are a good deal because for most of the time, this has been a $2,000 per unit credit. So, you know, if you have 100 units in your multifamily development, well, that adds up very quickly. And the nice thing about it is that you, well, tough thing too is you can go back, but you can only go back to 2019 for your amended returns. You have to file an amended return. And that can get some, that can introduce some difficulty for some people because, you know, real estate partnerships are complex. And there are a lot of rules to pay attention to, but you know we're not going to go into the weeds here. The best thing about it is that you know it's been two thousand dollars for all these years. Well, now with the Inflation Reduction Act, Congress has upped that to five thousand dollars per unit. Now that's a maximum. Uh, in some cases, it could be lower. And this is for energy efficient renovations and new construction. Yes. 
of, of the items that qualify. Yes, and right now, the beautiful part is we're looking back at energy standards for both 179D and 45L that are from the 2006-2007 time period. So merely building to code will get most units qualified. And do you have to apply for these up front? But well, you said you can be retroactive. Right, well, through 2022, they can be retroactive. In 2023, it goes up to five grand per unit, but you have to use Energy Star standards instead of the old standards. And these new standards require intervention at the design phase. There are plenty of highly energy efficient buildings that may because of lack of design help, actually no longer qualify. So the rewards are huge to get people involved early while you're building it to actually get out there, look at what's being put in, then test it at the end to get these $5,000 per unit credits. Well, when you bring up intervention, I just tell people, look, my, my family's already tried that with me. <laughs> just let's leave that alone. <laughs> it's a <trust> <laughs> Uh, well, what else should uh, listeners and viewers uh, know about these two programs? They could do commercial properties, they could do multifamily, they can do mixed use, they can do uh, new development, they can do renovations. Uh, we talked about a minimum size. What else should they know? It's a nationwide program. So no matter okay. where the properties are located, the benefit is there for them. Again, each of these tax incentives have different rules that one must follow in mm -hmm. order to get it. You don't just get the savings because you built a building or you designed yeah. a building. Um, but when we are able to talk and understand what was done, have our energy team involved, they can review the mechanical, plumbing, and electrical drawings and see if a property might be qualifying. And if so, the savings can exist. Again, there's certain facts and circumstances. Uh, for example, with the Inflation Reduction Act, the act that Brian mentioned, one of the new rules starting in 2023 is the need for having not a livable wage. Davis-Bacon wage. The, and, well, you have to pay this higher wage. Well, when it first came out, everyone said, oh, no, it's a higher wage. It's prevailing wage. So we're, we're not going to meet that. We're not a union. We don't use union developers, but uh, everyone got scared and then the market happened. And in a lot of locales all over the U.S., you know, people went back and looked and said, hey, uh, we're actually paying more than prevailing wage right now. And this is even better because for tax purposes, you don't have to do a certified Davis-Bacon wage like you might for a government construction project. You just have to keep records to show that you paid the prevailing wage. And I want to uh, talk uh, briefly um, on cost seg. Uh, but before we go there, uh, there's some incentives for, um, we were talking about salt and pepper earlier. <laughs> uh, let's talk about salt. Uh, there could be some advantages, advantages to folks uh, depending on the states they're in, right? Well, there can indeed, Michael. Mm -hmm. um, salt is what we call state and local tax. Pretty simple acronym. And I'll give you a good example. New York State. In New York State, if you own a building, and you put in a significant amount of capital improvements. Now, we're going to touch on cost segregation later, but for federal income tax purposes, we come along, we look at the facts and circumstances for all the assets that you put in that building, and we say, well, this wiring, this carpet, this partition, it's, it's not really 39-year building, it's 
five-year property that's eligible for bonus depreciation. Well, on the SALT side, we say, forget about that. Got to look at the state law. And the state law tells us, well, this is a real property fixture. And guess what? Uh, you as a landlord don't own sales, owe sales tax on it. You, in fact, uh, should have not paid sales tax. But now your contractor, because they don't want to have trouble with the state, they just charge you sales tax on everything. So with that, you know, you look at your CapEx spend. You know, if it's, you know, three to five million dollars over the last three years, you say, well, maybe we should look into this salt rebate for sales tax and go back, file amended returns and get a refund. And so you guys would come into a study, say, hey, what's real property and what's personal property? Mm -hmm. So what's real property, you wouldn't have to pay the sales tax on. So maybe you get that back and you go back how many years? Usually three years. Three years. It'll vary by state. I mean, some states might be four years, but usually three years is a safe bet. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's key because I think we're at a time in commercial real estate where a lot of folks are putting a lot of equity into their existing properties because they have to or they want to, right? Uh, so it's a good time. So you mentioned New York's a good state. Any other particular states that kind of jump out? To- well, all states have good opportunities for state and local tax. It just depends on what they are. Some states, particularly down south, tend to have uh, business personal property tax. And you have to render your taxes every year. You list out all the assets you own, and you know the local assessing district charges you tax on them. And it gets down to something like 10% of the value, and it just stays there forever. You never have them fully written off until you get rid of them. And that kind of, you know, after a few years, you forget about it and you think, well, it's there, but you don't actually check. So you do an asset survey and you say, hold it. We have all these ghost assets. They're on the books, but they're not really here. So you write them off and you get a big tax refund if compared to where you were a year ago, or you could go back, document when they were retired and say, hold it. We overpaid our tax. Let's get it back. And you know, one thing I think some folks, uh, some of my clients have said, well, I talk to them about these types of things or about cost seg. They'll say, well, look, if this was a real incentive, this was a real thing, you know, my accounting firm would be telling me about it. And then I'll talk to an accounting firm. They go, oh, no, we don't go that deep. So what's the story there? <laughs> the way I see it is CPAs are really good accountants, but they're not engineers. And a lot of what we offer are engineering-based studies. And so we really need to get into the nitty gritty of a lot of these incentives to make sure that the clients are getting all the tax benefits that they're entitled to. So CPAs are aware of cost segregation of 179 d 45L of SALT, but they may not have the expertise in-house to be able to do this or the time to do this. I imagine CPAs probably have a laundry list of items they want to talk about with their clients every year, and they probably only get through a handful of them. Now, of course, I think these tax incentives should be at the top of the list, <laughs> but we know it's somewhere, but they might not yeah. get to it. And if they don't get to it, you know, then that's our job to make sure that property owners are aware of these benefits and they know that there's experts out there who can help. Yeah. So, you know, many years ago when we first met, uh, we talked a lot about cost seg and uh, I've done cost segregation studies on some of my properties and they worked out really, really well. Tell us the overview of cost segregation, how it works. Cost segregation, it's an, it's an engineering-based study to accelerate depreciation. So instead of having a building being depreciated over 39, if it's commercial, or 27 and a half years if it's residential, 
We want to identify every asset for the purposes of moving those assets from those long to shorter lives, say five, seven, 15 year assets. And we do, at, do that, we free up income tax dollars. On average, we reclassify 30% of a building's assets and costs to shorter lives. That tax savings is significant. Now, there are certain years that are going to be even more beneficial than others. So first, you can go back technically all the way to 1987. It doesn't always make sense to go back that far. So we usually talk about, say, the last 20 years or so. So if you bought a building, renovated a building, or built a building, there's an opportunity for savings. You do not have to amend the tax returns. Um, you just file a Form 3115, it's an automatic change to accounting. And what we do is we move those assets, the engineer goes out, identifies everything. So let me give you an example. You have a property with carpeting. Carpeting, we're moving from 39 years to five years. Now, there are certain years that are gonna give you better benefits, something that's called bonus depreciation. And bonus depreciation has changed over the years from 30% up to 100%, and then some years had zero. So right now, 2023, bonus depreciation is sitting at 80%, which means if you're buying a building this year, and that we're moving that carpeting from 39 years to five years, you're gonna get 80% of that dollar to depreciate this year, and then a little bit left for the remaining four years. There's been a whisper that we might be getting that 100% bonus back, but until it passes, we have to still talk about 80%. And bonus is scheduled to go decrease by 20% every year until it ends. Um, if you bought a building, or I'm sorry, if you acquired a building, in some years you got bonus depreciation. Historically, it was when you constructed or renovated. But if you forgot to do cost segregation in the past, we can go back today, get you the incentives you were entitled to in the past. And if that year was a bonus year, you got the bonus that you should have had. So you're not gonna lose out if you forgot to take advantage of it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't one of the advantages of this that uh, you guys can kind of come out and look at a situation, at least preliminarily, and tell us, hey, this makes sense to do or, or, or not, and there's really not a charge to kind of look at it up front? That's how we, how we do it. We always ask clients lots of questions. Do you own or lease? Did you build or buy? Did you, you know, how many square feet? How many buildings? What kind of tenants are here? What kind of business takes place inside of the building? Because different facts and circumstances will change what the benefits You're is. You're nosy, I'd say, Debbie. Yeah, I'm a close. lot nosy. <laughs> but if I can save you yeah. hundreds of thousands oh, like or that. millions of dollars, oh, I, like I think you'll take my nosy. I like that. <laughs> Now, if if a listener wants to get uh, you know more information or, or their advisor, architect, uh, broker, or CPA or something, is that you can go to Source Advisors. That's with an O, Advisors. O. Uh, dot com. SourceAdvisors.com. And what can they find there as far as information to help them? So you're going to be able to find information about cost segregation, about SALT, about 179D energy deductions, 45L energy credits. There's information about other tax incentives that we offer, such as LIFO for inventory, research and development tax credits, the employee retention credits. There's a whole host of incentives that are out there. and Or they can just call and we can talk about what their businesses and their buildings and their portfolio take, and we can kind of give them some guidance so they don't have to look at a website and try to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. So what would you leave our audience with to think about for credits and tax incentives, guys? There's a lot of tax incentives out there. Uh, 
talk to your tax advisor for sure about if you're in a position to take advantage of them. If you are paying income taxes, you probably can take advantage of some of these savings. Um, if you are building a building or renovating a building or even about to acquire a property, there's an opportunity to talk earlier in the process so that you can set yourself up for success. Um, if you already own a portfolio of properties, it's never too late to take advantage of it. Okay. Is this where I give my phone number and go 404-643-9456? Debbie Rodkin. Very nice, Debbie. Very nice. And what if you're uh, selling a property? Could you do a cost seg to kind of show more after-tax cash flow? Well, yes. Um, historically, people haven't done this much. Um, the basic idea is that when you sell a building, if you've owned it en enough years, you know, not two or three, but if you've owned it five, 10 years, it often is, even if you've had a cost seg study done on the front end when you bought it, you know, assets, their values don't go down at the same rate. Right. You know, carpet after five years is worthless in many cases, whereas an electrical system, it's still in good order. You know, down here in Atlanta, I believe that the air conditioning systems, well, they last about 10 years. So what happens is you can do a cost seg study on the sale side to al allocate less to the property that's, you know, we identify as 1245 or tangible personal property. So, you know, Congress has this idea that, well, you took deductions on depreciation against ordinary income. You should pay it back at ordinary income rates when you sell it. Uh, it's what they've done. I mean, the, they put that in place in the 60s and it's stuck. Well, we don't like it any more than you know taxpayer does. And you can reduce what's subject to that on the sale end if you just do a second cost seg study. But you know, my understanding the last couple of years is that the market's gotten so hot, especially for multifamily, sometimes people are getting offers they can't refuse even before they've started the lease up of the building, even before construction has completed. So, you know, these, these deals take a couple of years, construction, got to go through permitting and everything else. And with multifamily, you know, sometimes you finish buildings earlier than others before you've finished all the amenities for a community. So if you do find yourself in that situation, selling before you've even placed in service and can take advantage of depreciation, Maybe you need a cost allocation study to say, well, hold it. You placed this building. This building was ready a year and a day, even though it wasn't being leased out. It was ready a year and a day before you sold it. Gets cap gains rates, the long-term ones. Save money compared to where you'd be if you just recognized everything as uh, placed in, you know, as sold with the short-term gains rates. So that's one possibility. We call them cost allocation studies. Yeah, that's good to know. And we certainly heard that. Well, no, we have to wait till we've had it in service a year. Well, maybe not. Cost allocation, maybe you can do things sooner, take advantage of a, of a hot offer, right? Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, guys, great information. Thank you for being on the show and thanks for sharing this with uh, America. Thank you. All thank right. you. And thank you for joining us. Let us know if you have any questions and do check out their site if you want to get more information. Source, source Advisors with an O.com. Thanks for sharing the show. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for connecting with us on social media. And if you want to reach out to us, if you have any questions, you know how to reach me directly, Michael at BullRealty.com. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Appreciate the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.